Hi everyone. If you are listening to this on the Sabbath, then I'd like to wish you a wonderful Sabbath in God's presence. True to the Word is continuing with our science thread for our program reviews. There is so much wonderful media out there that shows us the beauty and function of God's creation. It truly is a joy to watch them to learn about God's works and worship Him for His works and character. So please join me for my review of Life's Story Part 2 by Timeless Life, a media company that produces documentaries on science from a biblical worldview. Here is the description for Part 2. What does modern DNA research now prove about the theory that simple cells evolved into all life on Earth? The answer is simply that evolution is impossible. So why is this information being kept from the general public? Should Darwin's theories still be taught as facts in our educational institutions? In Life's Story 2, a wildlife program unlike any other seen before, you will journey to discover the story of life itself. This program examines the long-held beliefs that have been the foundation of the whole understanding of natural selection for more than 150 years. How much can animals change? Why do so many species depend upon one another to survive? Where does instinct and intelligence come from? And what do the designs of creatures alive today reveal about their history? Learn about the abilities of parrotfish and dolphins, the habits of ostriches and wildebeest, and the skills and instincts of cheetahs, giraffes, and lions. Filmed and researched over a five-year period in more than 10 different countries, Life's Story explores all these issues and many more in one of the most visual, stunning, and informative wildlife productions available today. I like how the introduction starts with a recap of Life's Story Part 1. These short programs are over an hour, so it's nice to have a review, especially if you have not watched them back to back. This episode is extensive. It's jam-packed with information about all aspects of creation. It's very well done. We revisit the function of the coral reef with wonderful segments on the diversity of marine life. And here's a fascinating fact. There are 28,000 species of fish. Hmm. I like how we are encouraged to learn from other animals as we are all part of God's creation. The narrator brought up crucial points about the impossibility of the diversity we see in nature coming from a single cell that came into existence by chance. There's wonderful information on the difference between life in the sea and how God made marine life complex and individual functions to exist in the sea environment. We revisit how the various functions of fish would prove their inability to survive if they had been created through the process of evolution. There is a segment about how animals interact with their surroundings, their instinct and behavior both in marine life 
and on land, and how this presents a huge problem for the theory of evolution. While all this was being explained, I marveled at the beauty of life in the ocean. So much diversity and beauty, it's simply incredible. We have an incredible creator. There is a great segment on how marine life finds its way around, how God has equipped them with the ability to locate or relocate places for spawning. Again, just incredible. We are shown example after example of amazing functions God has given not only marine life, but life in general. I like how the narrator says, evolutionists will believe almost anything whether unscientific or impossible, in order to ignore the overwhelming and obvious evidence of an intelligent designer. It also makes me think that God's word explains who is behind this whole rebellion against God, who is pulling the strings. Satan. And Jesus called Satan the father of lies. You can find that in John 8. 44. So I found the narrator's following question quite fitting in that context. He asked, evolution is leading people in the wrong direction. Where is it leading people? This transitions very nicely into the next segment about the connection between what we see in nature and the plan of salvation. I like how the narrator is very careful to mention that it's God's word that explains sin, the fall of men, and how our world reflects the change from what God deemed very good to what we see now. We are shown the diversities and similarities of all animals through a biblical worldview that makes sense and is backed up by the word of God. The narrator looks at the evolutionary tree of life which is missing the link between ape monkeys and humans. There's a section on how some secular scientists had found so-called ape man evidence only to be exposed for tampering and fixing these findings to try and create a link where there is none. There's a lot more to this segment too. It's just shocking the lengths people will go to to try and create evidence to prove a baseless theory. There is a whole segment on the role of genes and natural selection as God created it. And there is a wonderful segment on the beauty in nature, which has no function. So why is it there? We know because God wanted to show us his power his works, his creativity, his love for us. It makes me smile. (laughs) By the time I got to the end segment, I was overwhelmed with the goodness of the Lord. The film ends with a really special segment about the purpose of life. There is nothing else to do but praise and worship the God of the universe. Life Story 2 is an extensive look at creation, its creator, and the promise to come. There is so much to see, learn, and confirm what we know. God is good. I watched Life's Story Part 2, 
via www.awesomesci.tv.com. Thank you for listening to this review. Until next time, peace be with you.